Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a great day today. Uh, the market certainly did. Uh, boy, I tell you what, yesterday, uh, what a swing. Uh, yesterday was a, was a significant day uh, for a lot of reasons. Had a major swing in the markets. 560-point move higher in the Dow Jones yesterday off the lows of minus 460, closing up 102. That really set the tone. Of course, uh, the reason the the market watchers, the talking heads, you know, our favorite uh, celebrities on uh, Bloomberg, CNBC, and Fox Business, the reason they want to tell you that the market had its big move higher is because we didn't default on our debt. We reached a deal on a debt ceiling. And, of course, that had absolutely nothing to do with it. Now, it may have something to do with investor sentiment because, look, we if, if we've established one thing over the last 18, 19, 20 months, whatever it's been now, of coronavirus insanity. If we've established one thing, we must sadly report, I must sadly report to you today, we have established that we are a nation of fucking sheeple. Boy, is that, wow. You just never really would have thought that so many people could be as stupid as they are. But we are. George Carlin said it best. Uh, boy, do we miss George Carlin uh, back in, how great would it be to have him around today, Right. The guy that was never afraid to say exactly what he thought and said it, it made you laugh while he said it. I'm, I'm going to botch this joke up here, but it was really the truth, you know, hidden in a joke as he tends to do, as all, all the great comedians tend to do. He said, um, you know, half the country is really fucking stupid. What's really scary about that is most of us are dumber than that. Yeah, most of us aren't even average, is what he's saying, and uh, and again, we have found that to be true over the last eighteen to twenty months with the, the things really that the government's been allowed to. We've allowed the government to get over on us. You know, it started really, and I'll just repeat this again. It's a little off topic, but I had lunch with a friend today, and it's just zero chance this wasn't planned. And I'll tell you why from this point of view. Had Trump not been president when coronavirus started, what odds do, would you give it if, if Hillary Clinton, if Kankles was pre- president, what odds would you give that red states, right, 25 or whatever there are red states, more than that even, I think we're a majority, you call it 28, 29. What, what percentage of red states would have agreed to lock down, to shut their businesses even Texas did this, right? I mean, we still have businesses that are uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses that are gone because Greg Abbott agreed to go along with Trump on this. Folks, I'm going to tell you, the coronavirus that we just, expen- we just experienced, the, the pandemic of coronavirus insanity, could not have happened had Hillary Clinton been president. There is a, it's really, a, a, it's lower than a 0% chance that it could have happened because red states and the people in those red states would have told her, double barrel, you. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Come make us. Close my business for a fluke. Come make me. That, that would have been the reaction. And everybody listening knows it. it had, Trump had to be president. That's the only way that, that the, the patriot Americans, red-blooded, entrepreneurial Americans agreed to go along with the insanity of lockdowns, 
school closures, forced closures of businesses by the millions all over the, that's the only way. But see, it goes deeper. It goes deeper. Because we also, they also couldn't let Trump win again. It, no, it had to be Biden. Because for them to push through their fascist controls that are in place now, Trump wouldn't have gone along with it. He just wouldn't have gone along. He could say he was already fighting back. He knew he screwed up. I mean, who, who knows what he actually knew? I mean, h- how do you not know that Tony Fauci right away is a scumbag liar? How do you not know that? Trump had, his instincts are way too good. He had to know. So I, 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 there's, there's really zero chance I'm ever going to give Trump a pass on this. It's just, it's not, if you're an honest person, you cannot do that. We didn't. We didn't hear. We beat him up badly at the time, if you remember our podcast then. But, but again, he wouldn't have continued to go along with it, so Biden had to win. This is the pandemic from the political point of view. This is the pandemic. And then, of course, he's going along with it, of course, is an untold loss of our constitutional rights. Again, the, 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 the small businesses have been destroyed uh, to benefit big businesses. The money that's been made from big pharma and all their deep-pocketed lobbyists and the politicians that are being bribed and paid off. Yeah, this is, this was, this, this, there, is, there is zero doubt about it. This was a pandemic. And folks, if that's not good enough for you, if my logic doesn't work for you, go back and read, just as a reminder, go back and read the 2010 document from the Rockefeller Foundation, yep, 10, 11 years ago now, called Lockstep. Go back and read that, and you'll see step by step by step by step, almost to a T, exactly what we've just been through, laid out in detail, by the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010. So, having said all that, <clears throat> let's talk about the markets. So I do want to get back to this theme just a little bit. I want to tell you about what the latest from the WHO is. Uh, Martin Armstrong's latest today. Some pretty shocking information from Martin Armstrong. I know a lot of you follow him as well. I want to I want to touch on that briefly. But the markets again, big reversal higher. Uh, from yesterday to today, it continued today. Dow Jones finishing up 337 points at 34,754. Uh, NASDAQ was our, was uh, in second place, actually, at, uh, just up over a percent, up 152 points at 14,654. Russ 2000 had a good day today, up 1.6%. And uh, pulling up the rear, up still a solid eight-tenths of 1% was the SP 500. One thing that's really interesting, and we've been talking about this here, is the damage that's been done uh, to so many stocks during this, really, it's been an internal correction. It's been an internal bear market when you look at it from this point of view. The average NASDAQ stock is down 38%. This is as of a couple days ago. The average NASDAQ stock is down 38% from its highs of this year. Folks, a 20% move lower is a bear market in a stock or an index. The average NASDAQ stock is down 38%. The average SP 500 stock is down 17%. That's almost a bear market. The average Russ 2000 stock is down 34%, okay, from its highs this year. So that's, that's a lot of damage. So if your portfolio, if you're seeing the market at all-time high, all-time, all-time high, you know, until this latest little 6% correction uh, that we've seen, if you're feeling like you were participating, well, you weren't because nobody was. You had to own about 10 stocks. We've talked about it a lot here. But, but again, the bigger point here I'm trying to make is that uh, we think that's ultra bullish now because we're headed into the best seven months of the year. Uh, this is the time to be long and strong, and uh, this is this is coming out of corrections like this. This is when you get really significant broad-based moves higher, and that's what we're looking for as we move forward. 
Uh, also, we started seeing real fear coming to the market yesterday. Again, so many people on TV talking about the debt ceiling. Are we going to default on our debt? You know, and again, the, uh, the average person hears this and they, uh, maybe they don't sell, but, you know, they don't buy. So whatever reason, we got our pullback. Uh, you know, this is typically what happens. Tyler talked about it all week this past week. Repeating pattern. They've got to get these market sell-offs to get people to get off their butts in Congress that have so much exposure to the markets. They just don't want to see, oh, my God, I lost another 1% today. Can't, this can't keep happening, right? Because you're motivated more by your own money than anything else. That's just human nature. That's what this repeating pattern is about. It's been in place for the last 20 months. It's in place now again. That's what happened here with Congress getting their act together. Folks, this, again, this, this is the kind of repeating patterns you can make a lot of money on. And why would we think they're about to stop now? They'll just continue. Just remember it next time. But this is the fear that started coming into the markets as a contrarian. This is what we love to see. Uh, it's a great setup going forward. But, but yesterday, Investors Intelligence, this is the uh, poll of the invest, Investment Sentiment Survey of newsletter publishers, people that do what Tyler and I do. Yesterday, the reading dropped to 40.4% bulls. That's, a low, that's the biggest amount of bears since April of 2020. Folks, that's when coronavirus insanity began. That, that's when the market, sorry, the, the, March, the March 23rd lows, that was capitulation. So we're talking about within two weeks of that, right? That's, that, that's, that's how bearish investors have gotten. And we saw the same thing. Uh, and by the way, well, I, I won't, I'll move on. Got a lot to cover today. Fear and greed index, 27, right? That's fear. And finally, the AI survey. This is the one that I've voted in for over 30 years now. Uh, and uh, Tyler votes in it as well. And they're bulls. As of last night, the readings are just 25.5% of investors are bullish. 36.8% are bearish. Neutral is 37.7. So we have a total. It's really kind of hard to believe this. Uh, 74.5% of all investors are either neutral or bearish on the stock market. We are 6% away from all-time highs. Not even that now. We have $32 trillion in fresh stimulus globally that's been thrown into the markets. This is a structural bull market of size and scope being driven by this money, being driven by surging corporate earnings. We still have $120 billion a month in the U.S. and in the U.K., uh, uh, from the ECB, I should say, throughout Europe, of, of quantitative easing. Both have $120 billion a month. Yeah, at some point they may start tapering, but they're not now. Yet, investors are bearish. Well, I, I really do believe, uh, this is just my personal opinion, of course, that we're going to look back and go, holy shit, <laughs> why, why didn't I sell the home or mortgage it at minimum? Mortgage the kids. And put everything in the market with this kind of a setup. Because we're just going, we, we believe we're going so much higher. So much higher. By the way, great setup in the semiconductors. Take a look at the chart. You'll see it right away. The semis just hit the 200-day moving average on my SMH, the semi-ETF. Just at the 200-day moving average on the VR investing system. Hit extreme oversold all at the same time. You don't get better buy signals than this. You just don't. And uh, you want to take a look at the semiconductor chart. Again, tech leads NASDAQ. NASDAQ leads the broad market. Uh, okay, let's take a look under the hood today. Internals today were, uh, were very good. Really need to see this, frankly. Um, one second. Here we refresh. At one point this morning, we had 89% of NYSC volume was up volume. 89%. That's a very solid read. We didn't finish there. But we still finished really solid. Uh, readings at the close were volume today was uh, we're going to call it 
three to one positive NYSC. Very good to see. Uh, NYSC, excuse me, NASDAQ right at two to one positive on volume. Uh, advanced decline. NASDAQ, uh, NYSE came in at two and a half to one positive. NASDAQ was, uh, well, you know what? We're going to call it the same thing. Two and a half to one positive for both. And we also actually got a bit of a win today in new 52 highs to lows. And that had not happened so far this week. So we had across the board trifecta positives in the internals. And we saw a, a really good day in the sector watch as well. Again, of, of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, 10 finished higher. Only utilities down half percent. Uh, tenure today hit a three-month high of 1.57%. Uh, we don't think this is going to last very long. Uh, consumer discretion up 1.1%. It's going to be 1.5%. Materials up 1.3%. And healthcare up 1.2%. Tech also up 1%. Um, in our uh, commodity watch, <clears throat> and then I'll wrap with some uh, other esoteric stuff on uh, coronavirus insanity. Gold today down five dollars an ounce, seventeen fifty six. A silver up seven cents an ounce at twenty two sixty an ounce. Copper up ten cents an ounce at four twenty five. Oil today, good day today for oil. Good bounce back day up dollar forty three a barrel at seventy eight eighty six. And uh, uh, Bitcoin uh, unchanged fifty. Oh, no, sorry, down down a thousand right now, uh, trading at fifty four thousand. Of course, Bitcoin's had a, a really nice run here. Um, okay, the last thing I'm going to wrap with is on coronavirus insanity. Martin Armstrong today was out with uh, some very interesting comments. Says that uh, uh, Biden is, and you may, I know a lot of you read his stuff. I'm going to give you my views. Uh, Biden is going to put out an executive order, according to Martin Armstrong, Biden's going to put out an executive order that's going to allow illegal aliens to vote next year in the midterms. Now, <clears throat> I think that's not even possible. I This is one of the reasons I have a problem with Martin Armstrong and others like him. They put out these big claims, but executive orders are pretty easily overridden. We found this out during Trump's time, and you can't just put an executive order out to say illegals can vote. I mean, I guess they can try it. Maybe there's another game plan tied to that. But, you know, I don't believe Texas goes blue. I don't think he can do that. I think... Uh, but we know that the, the, the permanent ruling class is up to no good. And that we know they're going to try to rig the midterms like they did 2020 presidential election. We just don't know how yet. So we got to stay on our got to stay on our toes there. And the other thing that Armstrong said is really kind of a, 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 a recurring theme with him about the Great Reset, about using the, the, the scam that is climate change to cover uh, for all of their uh, fascism they're doing. And that he also said today that he believes they want to implode the debt. Now, in the past, he said by 2030, but this sounded more pressing. Like he believes a debt implosion, a government debt implosion, is going to come sooner. Uh, again, I, I don't see any sign of that yet. Uh, if the 10 year breaks 3%, then I, ask me again. But until then, uh, no, I think is the answer there. So, um, I, but he also, I think, is very bullish right now, as, as we are, of course. Finally, uh, you got to check out if you haven't already. The World Health Organization has a has opened up a site for adverse reactions uh, globally, adverse reactions to the coronavirus vaccines. Um, you have to check this out. It's just it's just it's depressing, uh, but it's eye opening, and I think everyone should see it. Two point two million people have already filed for this. I don't think this is very new, or maybe they just hadn't opened it to the public. It is now. Uh, again, the World Health Organization. Adverse reactions, uh, 2.2 million so far. Um, you know, I, I won't even get into the death stuff because I think that's inappropriate. 
but massive numbers of deaths being reported as well. Of course, we've seen that here with the various reports as well. But I, I do think that the uh, I think these fascists are losing some of the win. You know, the the the, the Pfizer leaks yesterday, you know, that have happened with again thanks to um, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. Uh, how how do I do this? This guy's an American legend. Um, I I apologize. I don't know where where this is coming from. I I could go back and check my notes, but you know the leak I'm talking about. They 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 have all undercover videos. Of course, the minute I stop this podcast, it'll come back to me. Um, uh, Project Veritas, of course, who I'm talking about. Uh, the Pfizer leaks have been very damaging. I think the momentum is is really being curtailed here. They're trying to come out and say now kids have to be vaccinated. What parent wants to do this? No, no parent that has any sanity about them wants to inject their kids with who knows what this is and who knows what kind of long-term effects it's going to have. Why guy's name would you? Less than 600 kids have died from with coronavirus, okay? Now, who knows what they really died of? But the, the figure they claim is that it's 600. Now, maybe that sounds like a big number to you. Of course, it's not really a big number. But to put it in perspective, you know, every year about 1,000 kids die from drowning. So we've had like three times the number of kids die from drowning than from coronavirus, yet people want to give them a vaccine that's experimental and we have no idea what the long-term consequences are? No, no. I, I do, and I will wrap with this. I think we're seeing, you know, again, a lot of people being red-pilled, which is fantastic. But we're also getting a kind of a litmus test for other things, like who should and who should not be parents, right? Can we just be honest about this? Because if you're in a rush to give your kid an experimental vaccine for something that cannot impact them, when we also know that these vaccines are causing people to become super spreaders, we, these are the, this is the reality. We know this. You can get it. You can give it. Why would you give your kid a vaccine like this? So uh, maybe I'll come out over this. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll know who should and should, shouldn't be allowed to do certain things going forward. But again, we don't want everyone to become the fascists that they are. They have truly become, uh, but uh, it's eye-opening for sure, isn't it? All right, folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Hope you had a good day. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.